welcome to EMS at Sea Level, from my home to yours. Today's guest is Dr. Bill Cardoso, who is the founder and CEO of Creative Electron. Bill, great to see you. We spend a lot of time chatting on uh, Zoom, so it's nice to it's nice to do a proper interview for a change. For our audience, start by giving me a quick introduction to Dr. Cardoso and to um, Creative Electron. So Creative Electron uh, is a company based in San Marcos, California. Uh, we are a half an hour north of San Diego and we uh, design, manufacture uh, X-ray systems for the SMT market and, and a wide range of other applications. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's a company that I founded in uh, 2008, so 12 years ago in my garage. And we've been uh, in a steady growth since uh, and which has been an amazing ride. We doubled mm. revenue last year just organically by, uh, you know, engaging some key accounts. And uh, so it's, it's, it's been great. Yeah. And I think you got a kind of a reputation in a few fields, one in kind of creativity in the counterfeit market, but also this kind of can do response in, you know, how can we apply inspection, not just to say go, no go, but to actually, add value and for me that's kind of been something that's helped shape your journey and probably helped that growth it did yeah so the and and uh you know we know we talk a lot about artificial intelligence but that's that's mm. actually been a, a pivotal new technology that we've adopted that helped us bring extra inspection to applications and industries that really couldn't um afford x-ray inspection because of the manpower needed mm. to run analysis. So if we can now remove that manpower and let the systems run uh, yeah. in an autonomous way, now we can you know, penetrate and reach a much broader audience. So yeah. since we started, my passion has been, and our mission turning to a mission, right, has been in identifying new industries and new places where x-ray inspection can be used and bring those uh, these solutions to uh, new audiences. Yeah, and there's that idea of taking that raw data and making it into actionable business intelligence. That's really, exactly. I think, I think set, set, sets you apart. And we'll get into that whole digital um, transformation debate a little bit further. But let's just start by exploring the last few months for you and the whole um, COVID-19 experience from where you first identified that there was a supply chain disruption in China to disruptions in demand, working practices. What's it been like? What have you seen? So we have, um, you know, speaking from uh, the perspective of, you know, being in California, we had, um, um, uh, you know, things started, we started to hear uh, how deep things were hitting China around October, November. And, uh, uh, at that point, uh, you know, when we saw China closing the way they did, uh, our leadership team got together and we saw it's a matter of time before it gets here. Mm. It, it, of course, we didn't know how deep, how far and how, you know, they would how take, but we knew, okay, it's going to yeah. happen and we can't avoid this. Uh, and then we saw, we have, um, you know, I have a good friend in Italy and, and his facility was shutting down. It's like, okay, it's, it's moving west, right? Yeah, so it's, it's coming. It's, it's just a matter of time. So we, um, are you familiar with the, um, uh, the 20 mile March strategy? So that's something uh, I read um, a few years ago. 
it was a, a Jim Collins book, uh, one of mm -hmm. the great books he wrote, I think, great, yeah. by, uh, great by Choice, I think is the book. So he talks about this uh, 20 mile march. And um, the 20 mile march is all about fanatic discipline, right? It, it's, it's, it's no matter what happens, you keep moving forward, right? And uh, in, in the whole ties back to the story of the guys uh, trying to reach South Pole for the first time, Scott mm -hmm. and Evanson, and how, and, and the whole story, Scott, if the weather was good, he'll run, you know, they'll march 50 miles. When there was a storm, they would just, you know, camp and hunker down. And, and uh, so it was a very disorganized march towards South Pole. Amundsen, on the other hand, he had a very strict discipline of marching 20 miles every day, no matter what the weather, Regardless. if it was good weather, yeah. bad weather, 20 miles every day. And he was able to reach the South Pole and come back alive. Yeah. Scott's, he got to the yeah. South Pole later and he was never able to come back. Yeah. So what we try to understand, okay, what is our 20 mile march? And one of the things we did is to, um, prepare and identify locations near our team's office. Because, you know, we think about, oh, software. Software is easy. They get the laptops, they go home, they work from home, right? Uh, accounting, finance, marketing, sales, very easy. Grab the laptops, go home. We make x-ray machines, right? Big, yeah. heavy, expensive x-ray machines right here in San Marcos. You can't just bring that home. So we had to plan. So and that's what we did. So we, we identified locations close to our employees or assemblers uh, home so that if there was a sheltering home um, uh, order, they will continue to work, yeah. continue a 20 mile march every day, right? Yeah. So when the, when in the key moment for me, Phil, was when the sheriff department went to Tesla and told them to close. When yeah. that happened, I said, okay. We got a close take. <laughs> let's move, yeah. right? So we yeah. picked up, uh, we packed our um, um, uh, assembly cells. We moved to eight different locations in San Diego County. Yeah. And we kept moving forward, right? We did, yeah. it was less efficient, but we kept moving forward, right? And yeah. we didn't stop. Yeah, and to me that, that that experience you had of starting the business in the garage and you're now kind of almost in eight different garages yeah. um, gave, gave you the, uh, gave you the knowledge that you can actually make stuff happen by, by doing it that way. What about specifically with the fight against COVID-19? What have you seen in terms of um, being able to assist with that, helping customers with that, those kind of what people would call essential services that have been, keeping people busy for the last few months. Yeah, absolutely. So we, we manufacture equipment, right? We're a capital equipment manufacturer. Mm. And uh, we've, uh, the, those very, so March 19th is when things stopped in California. And for the following week or so, everything froze, right? No one knew what was gonna happen. And then the essentials kept on going. So we had, customers that both stopped and customers that needed a lot of help right away. So it was an interesting uh, uh, exercise of our organization to be able to uh, 
keep you know servicing those machines that couldn't stop at these essential services, and that's military, medical devices, etc. Yeah. And uh, at the same time, keep manufacturing machines for those customers that would open sometime in the future, and we didn't know when that time was. Uh, and it was challenging because we had to deal with uh, flight cancellations, flights basically don't exist anymore. Um, our x-ray van was in Texas, so we had to worry about bringing it back, right? Because uh, there, were ta- there were talks of uh, uh, stopping across state travel for a while, and we didn't want to keep one of our employees there, you know, uh, open-ended. So it was an interesting time of uh, coordinated logistics. And, um, but I tell you, we have, uh, we have a really good leadership team, and um, we're able to walk through and talk through these this issues. Uh, with no yeah. Problem. yeah, leadership's huge, and I think that's something that has really been um, kind of tested, and it's one of those times where leaders, leaders either step up or they don't, and it's the same for the team. You're almost like in you know, in, in overtime, in a, in a, in a game. And, and there are those that hang yeah. their heads when they're under stress and stress and those that have stepped up. What's it been like with your team? You've got a pretty, you know, tight team there. I, I imagine everybody's kind of pulling in one direction at the moment. You know, it's been, uh, it's, uh, another interesting thing that happened is, um, you know, we talk a lot about, um, um, you know, work from home, right. And how, uh, some of the functions can grab the laptop, go home, and, and work from there. So this experience, which was, you know, uh, an amazing uh, management experiment we conducted, right? Not, not because we wanted, but yeah. we had to. We are forced to run this amazing management exper- uh, experiment. So what... Uh, we talk about working from home. Okay, that's great. They get your laptop, work from home. We, we've been for, for uh, you know, since I started the company in my garage, I've been a big, um, a big proponent, a big believer that uh, if you treat people like adults, they will behave like adults. So one of the things in, uh, we talked about in the past, uh, we don't have a number of vacation days in the company. No one accrues vacation here, right? We have what's called discretionary uh, time off. Means that if you have to take take time off, you take time off. No one's gonna be controlling how much time you took. No one's gonna be counting how many days you took off. And believe it or not, if you treat people like adults, they do behave like adults. So one of the things that has been uh, an incredible transformation for us as well is uh, the fact that when we're, merging from managing people to managing results, right? And that's really important. So you don't really care if the, you know, if one of your uh, uh, employees clocked in at eight and clocked out at seven, that is not relevant anymore. What's Mm -hmm. relevant is the results from that work, right? It's that results only work environment, right? It's, It's the focus and again, within this fanatic discipline on the results that you get out of your team. And if you do that, you focus on the results, then all this other stuff kind of blends away in a much easier way. So the office is not that required place where people have to come and punch in and punch out. The office becomes a tool to do work, 
right? Yeah. So we re-engineered the second floor here of our building. And instead of the open space office we had, now we have desks with couches and places where people can, you know, you work from home if you feel like, and if you feel like being, that being in the office is going to be more productive, yeah. then you come to the office and spend the yeah. day here. Yeah, and you, and you measure people on results and those results drive that those results drive that behavior. And, and you, you know, you said it's this great experiment that you've been able to do as a result of COVID-19. And I think interestingly, necessity is definitely the mother of invention. Absolutely. And, yeah. and <clears throat> people have been really creative through this, um, through this process. Um, what have you seen? What do you see in terms of the you talk about some of the, the management and business style changes. What other changes do you see in the business? And do you see as we go through the recovery and to the next phase of the industry, do you see big changes? Do you see a big drive to digital transformation? Any other major changes? I think this, so COVID, so I don't think any new transformations that were not going to happen anyway are going to happen. I think COVID sped up a lot of these processes, right? Digital transformation, uh, uh, meetings we, we're having right now, right? Telecommunication, mm. uh, uh, the, the, the fact that, for example, we have now a service where uh, customers can send us a board or a, a sample and they run the, the machine from their location, right? Completely yeah. virtual laboratory. Yeah. All these things we, would happen. They were scheduled to happen. COVID just sped up the process, yeah. which was inevitable, right? So uh, what I've seen is that uh, something that companies, that some of our customers saw, uh, oh yeah, in the future, we might wanna do that. It's like, I need it tomorrow, Yeah. get it done. Digital yeah. Twin was, a wish now like whoa holy cow I actually need this yeah when yeah. is it done right so yeah. and um, and uh, automation of the line that as i said before was something kind of yeah in the future when we need it now you can't have five six people on the line anymore because social distancing mm. and, and everything else now i need automation on the line so yeah. it's very interesting how we have, uh, you know, the, the window of time that we're forecasting has got shrunk and compressed. Yeah. Things have to get done. Yeah, and they're compressing that technology roadmap, compressing that, uh, that time that, that things take. And as you say, those things that were a desire are now an urgent desire. And we all know that in purchasing, you need to create urgency as well as desire. You know, just desire, particularly with CapEx, can mean, oh yeah, we'll do that. We'll look at it next quarter or yeah. maybe the quarter after. Now it's, how do we fix this issue? And also, you know, what's our, what's our return on investment on that? How do we, how do we actually make that work? And then interesting to hear you talk about some of those disruptive business models, like providing stuff as a remote service where people can actually, you know, have almost got a dashboard where they can control yep. an x-ray machine there. And it's like, all you've got to do is put the board in for them and then they can take over. And I think that's, exactly. you know, that's a, that's and that's a, a membership awesome service. So it's X-ray yeah. as a service, you know, yeah. XAS yeah. that's, and that's the one yeah. you see in the future, you know, it's, yeah. it's the, because the engineer is not in a factory anymore. The engineer is at home. Yeah. So yeah. in some cases we have customers where the engineer doesn't have access to the X-ray machine. 
even though they have one in the office because yeah. of VPN issues and everything else. So they actually ended up sending the boards to here and they yeah. can see the results live from home. Yeah, and I think what's fascinating there, Bill, is when we look at that, it's like other services that we thought we were dependent on um, on doing face-to-face, -face, and we've realized that we can successfully achieve them uh, in this remote way. And I think some of those we'll learn from and will continue in that way. You know, when the guy gets back, he'll probably realize that actually it's not efficient to tie up his x-ray machine all the time on that, when some of these sporadic demands can just be dealt with by dropping it into a bubble pack and, and sending it to you or actually just dialing you up and, you know, having you pick it up or whatever you do exactly. on your, on your and, round. So. And that's one of the challenges, right, Phil, is this, uh, is, um, this disruption, right? If you, mm. if you are willing, and, and I'm a big believer that you have to be willing to disrupt your own business model before yeah. somebody else does it for you, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's essential. And I think you are either the disruptor or you're the disrupted that's the choice and you have to you have <laughs> exactly. to decide whether you want to lead or follow and um, you've always led so I you know I kind of assume that's the way it's going to go we talked a bit about leadership and how that's all working and how the team are working at home what about you and your and your family are you homeschooling are you taking care of the of everybody at home and are you binging on Netflix and watching Apple TV or what, what are you doing to keep sane when you can't go out to restaurants and can't do the, the normal things that we take for we granted? Can't even go to the beach, believe it or not, right? That's, I know, uh, which, in, which in your area is crazy, isn't it? Especially, I know, yeah. Especially when we get into July. Yeah, no, you, you, you buy a house on a beach town and you can go there. So I wonder if we're going to have some uh, uh, discount on our uh, taxes. But family's good, thank you. I, you know, we have three small kids, uh, four, uh, eight, and 11. So yeah, schooling from home has been a big challenge. Uh, fortunately, Kim has been able to stay at home and navigate the 20 or 30 softer packages that they've been using, trying to scramble to get kids uh, yeah. uh, you know, educated. But it's, um, uh, it's been good. You know, I like old cars, so... Um, in the, you know, during this, uh, you know, shelter from home and, and uh, I took on a project of uh, electrifying a 1928 uh, Ford Model A. So that's a project I'm happy to report has been completed and the car is wow. running. Yeah, yeah. So it's, um, yeah, I got the uh, powertrain from a old, uh, a 1913, uh, 2013 uh, Chevy uh, Volt and uh -huh. took the batteries and some of the stuff and put on a Model A. So next time yeah, I'm think, down, I'll take it for a ride. Yeah, I think last time last time we chatted, you were in your garage and I saw that behind you. see you're still working from your garage. You can't resist it, can you? Once the guy's in the garage, he... Uh, it's in your blood, there. Phil. Absolutely, absolutely. Bill, last thing before we, last thing before we wrap up. Um, what advice would you give? What takeaways would you give to your peers, people running? kind of small, medium-sized businesses during this, during this crisis, what do they need to do to get through? What helped us a lot was to identify this 20-mile march, right? Whatever mm -hmm. it means to you, whatever it means to your business, uh, your family, it's, it's to understand what is that pace that you have to keep to keep your organization moving forward. Mm -hmm. uh, 
for us, as I said before, we should keep making machines. And that has a psychological, a very powerful psychological effect on the team, right? Because they see that we're going to keep moving. It doesn't matter what happened. We're going to keep moving. We're going to win this. There's a future. Yeah. Because we're not here to survive. We're here to win and to grow. Yeah. You should not settle for survival. You have, to set, you have to set your goals for growth, no matter what happens. And your team has to know that. They have to understand that you have their best interest in mind. Through all this process, we didn't have to lay off anyone because of COVID. And that's been great, right? You, yeah. you take care of them, and they will take care of the company and your yeah. uh, 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 clients. And that's what, that's what it's all about. That's how you grow. Yeah. Yeah, it's having a goal. It's having a clear team. And actually, I hadn't thought of the 20 mile march before. But actually, I think my 20 mile march is is talking to people like you CEOs every day and, and getting that energy and understanding how people are coming through because collaboration, innovation, that kind of creative, disruptive spirit is really, really pulling the industry through. And I think oh, yeah. we'll come through in, in a better place when we get to the other side. I think so. Bill. Thanks for your time. Thanks for your candor. Always an absolute delight to talk. And um, yeah, I'm sure we'll be chatting again soon, whether it's in the office or in the garage. Thank you. And thanks thanks for everybody for watching.